This is the Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Sneak, week one is in the books. We did it. We made it. We made it. It came in, It came fast and hard, and that's how we like it. And it was very fun and enjoyable. And uh, yeah, fast and hard is right because I feel like we just got bludgeoned over the head with a ton of injuries. It was a pretty bloody Sunday and Monday night, actually, with Aaron Rodgers and the Achilles confirmed confirmed tear. So. What could have been for the Jets this season? You know, now we'll see if they can replace him at quarterback or if they're going to roll with Zach Wilson. I mean, really dampers a lot of the hopes for that offense, for that team. But I know you, you know, having Garrett Wilson on your team, pretty disappointing to see that. Yeah, super disappointing overall. A lot of injuries, a lot of big, like a lot of big names were getting hurt in the offseason. Preseason, uh, training camps, practices, and now into our first week. So huge blow for overall fantasy, for just entertainment value, for for really everything. So we just have to keep moving on and try to, you know, make the best of it, I suppose. We will. Let's run down some of the other big names that got hurt. I mean, somebody didn't even play. Like, I think we had talked about it last week. We knew Kelsey. Was going to miss that first Thursday night game. Mark Andrews ended up not playing for the Ravens. We also had J.K. Dobbins on the Ravens get hurt, tear his Achilles, unfortunately, and he's just had a rough go of it. Um, we had, I saw today that Deontay Johnson got a hammy, so he'll be out for, for a little bit of time. Austin Eckler has a, maybe an ankle. We'll see if he practices this week. That one's still kind of fresh. So um, there's probably other names that I'm forgetting right now off the top of my head, but it seems like just a lot of guys that we lost real, real early on in the season. Yeah, either losing them or like just first the week, we just had a lot of questionable tags. A lot of people having hammies and this and that and sicknesses and hurt and whatever it may be. And I just felt like it was a clunky start to a lot of you know big names middle of the road names just people that were relying to start and play week one you just wanted to be able to roll your teams out there and see how it goes but a lot of roster movings happening week one and i don't know if it's going to be indicative of the season if there's just going to be a lot of random injuries players just missing weeks or if we just get it all out maybe week one and we can go forward and everyone just say all right we're healthy and i think that's what we're all hoping for for our fantasy team so we're not tinkering and tankering all the time just a little bit all the time yeah let's um let's put a pause on a little bit of football because we always have to start with a nonsense minute and Shanique, i just had a mozzarella cheese stick a little snack so okay. i'm thinking let's draft cheeses really quick okay. we'll do three picks each we'll uh, snake it you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first. And just to clarify, are we just drafting cheeses? Or are we drafting foods with cheeses? Just anything cheese? Just cheeses. Just your Swiss, your provolone, your Got it. pimento, your nacho, your beer cheese. Throwing out some names. Maybe we're going to talk about them. But let's just go strictly cheeses. Um, you can talk about the foods they go on as part of your reasoning, of course. But... You wanted the first pick, and you shall have it. Who, what is the first cheese off the board? What is the 101 in your mind of cheeses? You know what, Scum? I'm just going to go with the medium cheddar. Just just a classic. I think that's with your, with your 101, you want to be safe, right? And medium cheddar probably is one of the ones I use the most. I mean, I'm trying to think about it, but it goes on just about everything. Or can, anyway. Just about. Now, uh, why'd you go medium and not a sharp? Well, I'm not the biggest sharp fan. I can get down with the extra sharp every now and then, but medium cheddar's just been my go-to my whole life. It's just the cheese that I like. goes on everything. Don't have to think about it. And you can just eat it in so many different forms. It's just been around, uh, you know, that stalwart, that pillar of my life. 
All right. I like it. You went safe. I'm going to go two picks here back to back. I'm going to take upside. I might get some, you know, people might not agree, but uh, I'm going to go Pepper Jack. We're going spicy. I love Pepper Jack. For the ceiling there, and it's pretty versatile as well. And then I'm going to go. I'm going to go mozzarella. I'm going to stick with, you know, some, some whites, but I'm covering your spiciness. Then I'm covering, you know, everything Italian. I'm getting your lasagnas and your uh, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> mozzarella. And I just had a mozzarella cheese stick. So it's in my mind. So it's in your mind. It's solid. Good picks there to, to get your uh, first and second pick. Now I'll be wrapping mine up here. I'm gonna go with Havarti. Oh, going a little foreign on us. An absolute amazing sandwich cheese. Uh, it's just for me. If I'm making a turkey sando, I'm getting Havarti on there. Not really much else to say. That it's just it just this is a sandwich cheese, and I eat a lot of sandwiches. It is a sandwich cheese for sure. And then I'm going to finish off my draft here with feta cheese. Oh, okay. You are, you're fancy, aren't you? Big Greek salad. I guy? can be a little that, fancy with my cheese. I'm going to be crumbling feta all over my salads, all over my uh, breads, uh, all over okay, my, yeah. uh, just all over my face. I'm just going to be eating feta out the big old chunk of feta out the, out the jar. And uh, that's a snack right there. You know what? If we're gonna go fancy, I'm gonna go with my one of my favorite fancy ones. It's not that fancy. I'm gonna go Gouda, and you know, hopefully, I can throw in smoke. I knew you were gonna go Gouda here. Gouda is is very Gouda, good snack cheese. I uh, you can do it on you can do it on burgers mostly. It's not really a sandwich cheese, but you can do a Gouda burger for sure. That's really good. And like I said I just like I like getting a hunk, getting. Getting little cubes off of it, pairing it with the crackers, and that's how I'm gonna. Go, that's gonna be my draft: pepper jack, mozzarella gouda. And you went. And I'm going with cheddar, Havarti, feta. I think this the edge goes to you. I like your overall well-rounded. I think I started out strong and then I kind of went a little different, but that's kind of usually how my drafts go. I know all things. Feta, feta was a sneaky pick. I didn't think it was coming off the board that high. But that one, in some people's minds, might win it for you. That's going to be the swing. That feta is the swing state in this one. So to all our listeners, all our cheese heads out there, let us know who won. I'm hungry again. Oh, and I forgot to mention mozzarella's like the pizza cheese. That's That was the point I was trying to make in there. Oh, yeah. I forgot. So. Oh, well, mozzarella and and parm are your, I think, are your pizza cheeses. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. We talked about the the kind of injury news, but let's talk about the league kind of reveal. We'll talk more about this too as we go into matchups, as we talk power ranks here in a second. But what were the big surprises for you, just in our dynasty league after week one? Not counting, you know, like oh. The Gooch lost Aaron Rodgers. He probably was going to lose anyway, but you know now his team looks up. Like, let's not count that. But like, what team or, or situation has got you eyeballing? You know, certain teams in our league. A little surprised on the low scoring output from Earn, which is probably a fluke. You know, his Jamar Chase Burrow stack. Obviously, didn't do anything, so that was a huge bummer there. If he gets 20 from each of them, which he usually does, he's back up in the high scoring. So don't want to say that this could be a bad trend going forward for him, but I think you could also look at Ern's team with his running backs. You don't – I mean, without the exception of Eckler, what's he – where's he going to get his points from there? We yeah, mentioned Na- it last Najee week's episode. Najee was a big dud. Yeah, Najee dud. Um, I don't really – didn't pay too much attention to, like, the the Kenny Walker – uh, I don't think he did too well. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Uh, we mentioned it week one about the potential explosiveness for Jimbo's team, and it was on display. Those running backs came through with him. You know, they're all liable to pop off big runs, to get touchdowns, and 
that's very encouraging for his his team. Uh, and then just I would probably say that was probably my two biggest takeaways. My, my biggest takeaway for myself is that my team clearly isn't ready. My young receivers clearly aren't ready to carry me to wherever I want to go this year. So I'm very much disappointed there. Uh, hopefully it's a week one thing and they can get on to more consistency. Uh, let me see. What else did we see? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm that's gonna kind of my, my biggest takeaways fantasy-wise. I'm going to shout out Doug a little bit, a team that I think we wrote off for the most part. Um, he put up a decent score, would have beat a lot of teams, and he just had a pretty tough matchup against Brandon. Do nothing, um, commit. Could have beat Brandon, too, with a couple different lineup changes, I think. But Tua probably isn't having that big of a game every week, but he seems to be, you know, I think in my mind, after the concussions, after just being, you know, all, all the two of discourse that we've had. Uh, and again, I watched this game pretty closely and it hurt me a lot. So maybe I'm kind of lifting him up a little more than I should be. But that that team and that offense is probably going to hum. And Doug will have good quarterback production, I think, all year. Um, and then going along with Derrick Henry, uh, he, it looks like he can piece together you know, a running back core with Kyron Williams now being involved. I don't know if he's going to score multiple touchdowns each week, but he's definitely going to roll with the Rams. And then just I think Doug's more solid all around than, than we gave him credit for. So that's that's the point I'm trying to make. And if, I don't know, we, we haven't really seen a lot of Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs together, especially with Jordan Love, but Dubs had a pretty big game. Uh, he showed flashes last year, and does that kind of continue, especially if Christian Watson stays hobbled, can't get that rapport with Jordan Love? His dub's kind of like a sneaky, you know, wide receiver one on the team, and then, you know, really good production fantasy-wise. That's, that was kind of the thing for me that I was like, oh, maybe, maybe we sent Doug off packing to the dungeon too fast. Yeah, that Packers team could be a little bit – more viable fantasy wise than we initially thought if they're going to have love out there throwing the ball a bunch and if those receivers are going to play for him and even when watson comes back whether it's this week or whatever i think that's a nice duo to work with i feel like i liked what i saw out of musgraves what he what he can do if he can get you know 50 to 60 yards a game maybe pop in three or four tds the rest of the year i mean that's a rookie tight end nice number so yeah just overall I hear what you're saying about Doug's team. Maybe we did write him off, but maybe it was just week one. I don't know. There's a lot of those. Maybe it was just week ones. And I maybe think that's week one. natural for all of us to think fantasy-wise, NFL-wise, teams, players. Uh, let's see what week two does. And if it's the same thing, then maybe we could say, all right, this is what it's already shaping into. Oh, also something to watch. One last thing. Uh, do I have the best group of running backs in the league that are on the same team? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Bijan and Algier uh, were both top seven running backs past week. Both scored. They got 25 carries between them, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you know that team, the Falcons, are dominating on the ground. You talked about it like your young receivers, Drake to being one of them, may not be ready, and that Drake specifically is having a Drake is having a Desmond Ritter problem. But yeah, I don't know. Falcons rush heavy attack has been good for me. Almost pulled out a win. Almost got that upset of the week, like we called. Yeah, if it wasn't for me trying to jump on your parade, I think you would have probably gotten it. I've learned my lesson uh, with that one. But I can't imagine the hate that we're going to get from the Dynasty League after we just gave some version of a high praise for Tyler Algier after just <laughs> eviscerating him. And, of course, the moment he gets on your team, we're giving him love. But well, the moment yeah. he, ever since he was on Jimbo's team, we hated everything, single thing about him. So I can't wait for that uh, sputum to come right back at us once this episode is live. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Exactly what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they are who we thought they were. Um, let's get into the power ranking, Snake. And there, there's been some shakeups already. We'll get right into it, and then we'll discuss and break it down. And as always, we'll start from bottom to top. 
At number 12, bringing up the rear per usual, Scummy. Number 11 is Hesse. Number 10 is Sneak. Number 9 is Ben. Number 8, moving up a couple spots, is Doug. Number 7, after a, a low score and a loss, is Matt. And then our top six, rounding out the, the big gun group, Gooch at six, Big T at five, Wade at four, Jimbo cracks the top three after scoring the most points in the league week one. And then our top two remain the same, Brandon at two, Eric at one. Now there, there was the some- power rankings for week two, huh? There were some big swings amongst the committee and where to play some of these teams. And I think there's just different thought processes there. But I do think that Jimbo has rightfully so earned the spot. Now in the in the top tier, we had Eric Brennan and Wade kind of all together. And Wade's made some moves to potentially solidify himself as that contender, you know, once some of these new players that got added came back. And also we have to talk about that trade, which we'll do after this. <laughs> but uh, I think Jim's in that conversation. His his top score this week was boosted by a 40 spot from the Cowboys. But but even still, he, he's got Pollard, he's got ETN. Both of those guys were great in week one. Deshaun Watson looks like he's going to be solid this year. And if Jim can just get a little boost from his receivers, which I think will happen, I think they'll have better games than they did in week one. Uh, he should be right there in the mix when when all said and done. What do you think? Agreed. He definitely deserves it. You can make the case that for one week spot, he could have maybe made the number one. But the probably the caveat there, which is I didn't think about when I was making my rankings, was that 40-point Cowboy defense. You can't expect that every week. So that was a big contributor. But Jimbo's team is definitely rounding into at least – a scary guy going forward, like we said, a very explosive. I like him being in the top three. Um, and then just a couple other takeaways. I, for, I forget, obviously, where we were ranked <laughs> week one. <laughs> but I like where – I like what we've seen out of T's team. You know, Sleepy Time Vanilla, he's, he's doing good. He got himself – I think he probably moved up a spot or at least stayed the same. I moved down, spots, obviously. Yeah. I mentioned it already. My team is – my team's not ready to compete. They are, uh, you know, a patchwork offense at best right now. Uh, ben, we're going to talk about the trade, but with with the trade and then with barely eking out a win over you, clearly going to be falling. And then, as we mentioned it last last week, we've got we've got Gooch, we've got Matt, the South Dakota Buffalo, we've got Hesse, the Island Native. Like, what are these teams going to look like? Is Doug going to be a little bit better than we thought, or is he going to? Or is next week, is it Doug's going to be dropping and Matt's going to be the one? Or is Gooch going to be the one? So, yeah, this uh, the power rankings are an ever-changing monster. And we're here to try to analyze. And, of course, we know more than Sleeper. So if you look at Sleeper and say, hey, wait a second, the true power rankings come from us. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, let's talk about we'll, – we'll finish this up. We'll get into the trade because I think – to your point, you know, we're going to see that middle-ish group really go up and down this year unless someone makes, you know, a hard cut and moves in a certain direction. And I think Ben's been the first person to just make that move after week one. He's calling it. He's saying, I'm looking towards the future. So he traded, and I'm, I'm going to get that up officially. But Ben and Wade, you know, Two guys, have they ever traded anything before? I don't think so. Right. But they, Of course, the two tr- times they ever make a trade, let alone a trade with big names and picks, it's between the two, which we know the rumblings and the speculation in the league. Well, half of it is either our imagination, Brendan's imagination, or he just runs 16. We don't really know. <laughs> so, of I think, course, I think the first time that these two teams ever trade, it's for big swing running backs and first and second round picks and – there you have it. So let yeah. it go, Scum. What was the details of this trade? Ben sent Jonathan Taylor, probably the biggest piece in the deal, uh, along with Deion Jackson and Alvin Kamara with a third, a fourth, and two fifths in, in the coming years. 
He sent them to Wade in return for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Elijah Mitchell, Chase Brown, two firsts and two seconds. So those those two firsts are both in 2024. Um, so Ben's obviously retooling, you know, with next year in mind. Um, and Wade is, of course, going for going for the double, going for the big pot, trying to solidify his running back core, which we which has been much maligned. But <coughs> bless you. After two more weeks, he'll get Alvin Kamara back from the suspension. Potentially, after three weeks, he'll get Jonathan Taylor back off of Pup. I, I think there's a lot of questions there still on if he's going to play this year, where he's going to play. But you know, he's also young enough where Wade takes this shot. It could potentially help him this year, but also if it doesn't happen, his investment isn't like completely wasted because he'll have Taylor eventually, and then still got Kamara as you know his RB two for the stretch run. So. I, I like the move for both teams. I think it's exactly what they should do. I feel like Wade might have got a little bit of a discount on, on these guys. And, you know, that's probably due to the, the Taylor contract and injury situation. So good for him. But, yeah, those are my thoughts. What, what do you think about it? What's your take on it all? My first take and my question would be, who sent the trade to who is what I would like That's to know. That's a great I would question. like to know who initiated it. Was it negotiations? Was it back and forth? Was it just, here's the trade, and then great, that sounds good. Did somebody specifically, did Ben say, no, I specifically want Chase Brown? Do I specifically want Clyde? I don't, I want to know how that actually broke down to know a little bit more about these two players because as we know they're fairly absent at least in conversations and overall league involvement they just kind of popped up and all of a sudden made probably what will be the biggest trade if not i don't you know that could be the biggest trade this league sees this year it'll um, be up there if anything i like that point um, that you made sorry to kind of cut you off but along with like who created this trade? What were the talks? Was Wade kind of planning this from for a while uh, since he picked Kendra Miller in the draft too? Or was this kind of like a byproduct of that? You know, he took who he thought was the best guy available. If it was, I like that. I like that speculation that this could have been the plan all along. I like that. I think that's that's not out of the realm of possibility because we have said this before about Wade. He's and he's basically absent in the league. But he's manages his team well. He's drafted well. He has made trades in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just a silent killer. He just keeps it all to his chest. Obviously, he's not in the group chat. Obviously, he doesn't listen to the podcast. And then he just pulls out. Yeah, I guess you can maybe say there's a little discount there. It's probably fairly even of what does it turn out to be a first for each of them. Uh, we still don't really know what's going to happen with Taylor when he comes back. Does he end up getting traded? If he does, he should still be a starting running back somewhere. Is he? Is his legs, his feet, or whatever's hurting him? Is that going to be fine this year? He's pushing for the championship. Wade is, and Ben, I guess realize. I mean, he realizes that like he's got Cup on IR. His his running backs have been you know suspended, hurt. So he's like, can I? It doesn't it doesn't strike me as Ben as someone to like really tool up for a future run at it like because we don't I don't I don't know anything about him I don't know what his mind is like I don't know what he thinks about it. he's always just been the kind of guy that just has his picks makes his picks plays his guys right and here right. it's like is he turning the dynasty fantasy manager corner and saying I'm gonna what does that give him now in 24 at least two Man, or dude. three firsts. Did Brandon give him an ultimatum? Like, listen, you got to pay attention or you're out. Or is this, is Brandon um, kind of gift wrapping a, a future rebuild team for, for the next successor? Is that what we're looking at here? I had that thought. Wow. I didn't even think about that. I like that idea. Is he setting somebody up? One of his other personalities to come into this league and take <laughs> over a, Read what is that? What does do we know? What what does Ben now have in twenty four? Two or three firsts? Three firsts, his own, and then uh, Jim's, and let me look at it again. And Chase's, 
Okay. So, I mean, he could be good, looking at his will be good. His will be in the lottery, his own pick. And then um, Jimbo's will probably be a little later based on our ranking. The chase could be later, maybe in the middle. So, yeah. Yeah, there you have it. There's it the helps, trade. Could be the trade of the year. Pick. Someone better trumpet or I don't know. There, there you have it. Wade, maybe, yeah. Obviously, I mean, the, the idea of me beating Wade week one was more of a pipe dream. Maybe he saw, you know, I can, I can get, I'm just going to, you know, if I can get through these first four weeks and get my wins and then I'll have, He'll have Chubb, Kamara, and Taylor, which could very well be three top 15 running backs at, at some point this year. So, yeah. and then with CD and Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, like that's a strong team. It, if Kamara, I, we need to move on, but if Kamara and Taylor come back and be top, I don't know, I guess, I guess 15 is, is generous and probably fair. If they're top 15 running backs, with Chubb probably being a top 10. CD Waddle and Tyreek probably be in top 10 ish 15 receivers. Is his team better than Ernie? That's a good question. Let me look at it a little closer. I mean, I think his running backs potentially could be better. Um, again, that, that means Taylor has to be playing right for somebody. And um, Kamar has to kind of be back to where he was a couple of years ago, but. I can see that. I'd still give probably a slight edge to Eric's receivers. Um, quarterback is probably a wash. Tight end's probably a wash. So it's it's close. It's right there. If if I'm Eric or Brandon, you know, seeing this trade today, I definitely like need to look at doing something. I don't know what else there is out there, but they're both sitting on good teams and picks next year. Might have to start, you know, parting with some of that just to you know, improve somewhere. Um, I know. You know what? Henry's on the trade block, for example. I don't know how much, how easy it is to deal with Doug for that, but there, there's names out there that are available. You know what this could be? And again, we're speculating a lot here because mm-hmm. we have not, we never really can get into the minds or have any conversations with these players. What if right. this is, what if this is Wade's exit from the year? He double wins and he's done. It's very possible as well. Because Wade's never really been one to trade his future. I mean, I don't remember. Maybe I'm wrong. But when was the last time you saw Wade trade future firsts? Yeah. He's the other type of manager that keeps his picks. He's, you know, he's just going to build or he's going to have. Maybe this Wade says, I'm not making any more drafts. I'm going to go and get my double win. And I'm going to exit this dynasty league and, and say, there you have it, folks. Well, that is very possible, too. Man, big time implications with this one for the future. Let's come and shake show the uh, conspiracy conspiracy <laughs> episode. <laughs> let's just not talk about matchups. Let's not let's not do hopes and dopes. Let's not do the Thursday. Let's just talk about consp- no. <laughs> now the big conspiracy. Here's the other thing, though. Is here's my next step. Ready? So. Do nothing commiss. Help the master Brendan orchestrates this deal, right? Uh-huh. He see, you know, he's like, okay, Wade's better, Eric's good, you know. He's not really going for for the two. He just lost Dobbins, whatever, whatever. Maybe he's like, I'm gonna stock up on 24s next year because he likes the class. He's already got a couple. He gets them in Ben's hands, and then he flips like, I don't know, uh, AJ Brown to Ben for a couple more first. And this is his kind of like insider trading kind of plan. Yes. Yes. Up. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know that, what I'm saying? that makes so much he's, he's, sense. He's washing the money so he can launder it. You know what I mean? He's like putting it in the oh benefit. This league is so <laughs> deep in the belly of the beast. We are in the muck and the mire and the sewer. This is the most corrupt. Oh my gosh, what did we just uncover? I think we uncovered the whole thing. We we're at the head of the snake here. And you know what? You know who our only hope is to stop it? Jimbo. Jimbo, you gotta go for it. Jimbo, you're, our, you're our white knight. 
Give Jahim his flowers. A white knight. We need it. <laughs> we need you to just slice and dice your way through all of this deceit and evil and come out victorious. I am rooting for you, Jimbo. I am rooting for you. And with that, let's uh, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors and we'll come back. <laughs> this week's episode of the Scum and Sneak Show is brought to you by Sneak Sleep. Once again, Sneak Inc. is expanding another subsidiary we have created. We've got your sleeping needs on lockdown. You need a pillow. You need a blanket. You need sheets. You need mattresses. Whatever it may be, Sneak Sleeps has got you covered to make sure you're getting plenty of rest before each and every fantasy football week. Sneak Inc. Sneak Sleeps. Let's put you to rest. And we're back. You know, you definitely need a good night's sleep before these Sundays. I know this past one for week one, the, the Dynasty chat was saying how they didn't get a lot of sleep. Maybe the league, the NFL players didn't get a lot of sleep either because it was, as you mentioned earlier, kind of a down week for scoring, for production. It was kind of a weird one. So maybe we all, the LV Dynasty League and the National Football League, could use some help from Sneak Sleeps. Anyway, what are we on to now, Scum? Let's get into the week two matchups. We've got some interesting ones this week, too. Super excited about it. But let's start off, as always, with my matchup, which is uh, less exciting. But we've got the number 12 ranked Bijan Robin Scum team versus our number five upstart Sleepy Time Vanilla. Now, last year when Tyler mm. and I played, I got my one and only victory on the season. I don't think that that's going to go that way this this time around. I don't think so either. Your best bet is to not get a zero from T. Higgins if everyone else performs the way been, they, that they did. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you get if you get some normal points from T. Higgins, you might have a chance here. But I do expect not only Sleepy Time Villanella to keep up what he did in Week One, but to improve upon it. I think like he the the running back room on that team. Is going to probably be a little bit of a revolving door. Play the hot hand, play the matchup. He's got so many young bucks out there. Uh, so he's going to be tinkering with that a little bit. I like what I saw out of his rookie receiver, Jordan Addison. And maybe on your side, you get some Mims points. Maybe you get a Chig score to make this thing even. But I agree with you. T is going to get his second win of the year and slowly climb in that, possibly climb in the rankings ladder uh, and just keeping you down where you want to be. T gets his win in week two. Yeah, he's going to call that. I mean, I think I'll put up a decent fight. My team is more improved than last year. But on Tyler's side, I think I think we're going to see Gibbs start this week, get more and more work. You know, he only had, what was it, like seven touches um, in that Thursday night premiere game, and he looked, he looked good with it. He probably could have scored, except he had slipped. So uh, they're going to get him the ball some more. They're going to use him. Um, and I, you know, this is probably a, a little bit of a mini breakout week for him, so that's going to help him win. Um, he'll, I think he'll tinker back out in the tight end spot, but he's got he's got a decent room, especially with um, I think Tyler Higby and Hayden Hurst. Which I think we talked about Hayden Hurst on the unreleased episode, but those two are just going to be really safe tight end plays. Um, you know, he's not going to. He'll never get a zero out of them, you know, like I did with, with Chig. Chig's volatile. Chig is a big play, you know, almost had a had a long bomb, but just got missed by Tanny last week. So um, I have the ups and downs there. But if he plays Higby or Hurst, he's going to get six targets, five receptions, 50 yards, maybe a touchdown, you know. So that's going to be just what he needs with, with all the rest of the um, good players that he's got. So easy win for Tyler. And um, that's okay. We're good with that. <laughs> On to the next matchup. This one's a bit of a doozy. We've got the number two ranked hyper extension versus number four, Gee Buttersnaps. Brendan versus Brendan. I mean, wait. <laughs> Brendan versus Brendan. And, you know, Wade will not have. Um, 
Jonathan Taylor or Alvin Kamari. We talked about that. He will be able to play Deion Jackson now, who you know can't do much worse than he did, did in week one. He still got the majority of the work. I guess we'll see if Zach Moss is back from that broken arm. That will cut into some of the workload. But uh, Evan Hall is hurt, so Deion should at least get some carries and probably is a third down back. So, again, Wade can can use that to piece together that running back two spot until his big guns come back. And uh, even with that, you know, the trade hasn't gone through yet, but Wade is currently favored by three points in a tight projection win. So what's your call for this one? My call for this one is that hyperextension, Brendan, the do-nothing commission, will get another win. His team is very good. You know, McCaffrey should probably roll the way he was all year. I'm expecting A.J. Brown to probably get a touchdown this week. Mahomes at Jacksonville could easily either be a shootout and or Mahomes with Kelsey back. Uh, I, I just expect mm, yeah, uh, fireworks and good, good, good points to be scored there. If Wade doesn't get another 59,000 points from Tyreek Hill again this week, I just think he's going to get this loss. Uh, I mean, golly. Yeah, I mean, he's going to lose, but I suppose he could. I mean, he definitely has a chance to win. I mean, Hertz has been known to put up crazy numbers on that Thursday night game against Minnesota. Could very well be a shootout. I mean, this could be our high-scoring week, uh, high-scoring matchup of the week. I mean, it could be close. Chubb has got that safe, easy, mid-15 point floor so but alas i'm giving brandon the win especially after this trade especially after what's going on in the league and all the us uncovering all the nefarious (laughs) going on uh brandon gets his win that's the that's my take yeah i think brandon will win you're right there's some lineup changes he has to make and he I get Kelsey back, and he just has the the depth right now, again, before Wade's uh, trade really kicks in, and he should come out with a win. But like you said, Wade's guys are the ones that tend to, like when they blow up, they blow up like Tyreek just did. I mean, is there anyone in recent memory that's had as many, like, 40-point games as Tyreek has? I don't know, maybe like a... Jamal Charles a few years ago was pretty prone to those blowups that were that big, but you know Tyreek is doing it at least two times a year. It seems like for the past few. So um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy what he's doing, and if he keeps it up, he's going to break all the records. And I'd love to see that happen. I mean, he's a great player. Yeah, we'll give it. We'll give it to Brandon in a tight one, and that'll put him at two and zero. And you know, he wants to really. Keep that record uh, afloat for sure, just because we talked about a, a group of, of four, probably really strong championship contenders. And we all need to be really going for that buy because uh, it's really important. I know we're early we to start talking about that, but it's my favorite thing to watch. It's a fun race. So we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Moving on to our next matchup, we've got. Gooch, back to the soft tissue rehab moniker, uh, our sixth-ranked team versus Hesse's Bird and Not Lose. So at least, you know, his name is back in, in relevance or for this matchup at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, appropriate. Gooch, Bird and Not Lose to this team because then that'll, that'll stick him at 0-2 on the season to get things going. Yeah, he he better not lose. That's for dang sure. We don't want to. He doesn't want to see himself go to zero and two, playing against Hesse's team, which is just uh, kind of a, a patchwork ish type team. Real hodgepodge. Real hodgepodge. Running backs are real real weak. If Andrews is back, maybe he gets uh, at least a stack score with Lamar to Andrews. Uh, Dalvin Cook didn't seem to be. Well, I guess he got 11 yeah. points he because looked, of our... He looked all right. I mean, like, he had, he had a couple chunks. They they trust him. But, I mean, Brees looked way better. So, I feel like that that split could change in a hurry. You know, or like... Yeah, a lot of really... plus matchups on Gucci's side. Got rolling out with Derek Carr in the quarterback spot. You definitely... 
you have to assume Saquon's going to have a massive rebound against Arizona. Uh, receivers should have, I mean, if Ayuk is going to do it, do that multiple mm-hmm. weeks, half the year, three quarters of the year, he's solid on receiver. Uh, Gooch gets the win here because he can't afford to go 0 and 2 against Hesse, who has no reason to tank. It doesn't have any, doesn't have any uh, picks. Uh, he has to put out the best team. And if he, He's got to go for the win. He's got to try to win. So Gooch needs needs to not lose here. So I'm picking him to win. Maybe that's a reverse curse. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think he should win too. I mean, really the, the thing that we've probably said this a, a thousand times over the past couple of years, but if he gets a huge Lamar and Mark Andrews stack day, then he probably wins. If not, he'll probably lose. So um, I don't, think that's going to happen um you know we'll see what mark andrews health looks like this week but Gooch should have enough um luckily for him he did have Derek carr as a as a backup to aaron Rodgers, so he'll have a quarterback this week Derek Carr looked pretty good um you know for him and for that team like he did what they needed to do so um decent matchup against the panthers on monday night yeah, Gooch isn't looking for a 30 spot from his quarterback. He just needs that, you know, 18 instead of seven. So that's what he's yep. hoping for. That's what he's hoping for. We'll move on to the biggest matchup of the week. Two big, big hitters, even more so than Brendan and Wade. We've got our number one ranked Joe Marturo team, Bernie Squad versus. Give him his flowers, our upstart number three team, Jimbo, coming out swinging. And I love this matchup. It looks so fun. Well, we teased it. Our white knight goes up against uh, the team that we feel like have been talking about the last couple of years as just strangle holding the top spot. Jimbo is going to beat Ernie this week, and he is going to realize his potential has come to the forefront of his life. And this could be possibly, I, I, don't, I don't know for sure, but this could quite possibly be Jimbo's greatest accomplishment in his life. If his fantasy team, his dynasty team beats Ernie, and I'm just going to say this right now, it is going to happen. I don't care about who's playing who. I don't care about the matchups or potential injuries or what could happen here. Destiny is just, fate is just on his side. He is going to get this win through and through. And we are all going to be better off in our lives for it. I'm inspired. I can't wait to see it. I don't think that what you said can be topped. I think it's gonna be a good one. I I I'm calling it as a tie. You know, the classic Scott Machine. They're gonna score exactly the same because okay. I can't pick it. Jimbo, I think, is gonna make some moves to um, you know make that wide receiver room look a little better. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe here in a little bit. But I think where this really swings is if Eric does lose Austin Eckler. If Eckler does have an ankle thing. Um, that's really going to really hurt his team because, yeah, he's got Montgomery. He's got Ken Walker. Um, he can, you know, more than other teams, he can put a running back in at least, not to rely on, like, some kind of weird backup situation. But the consistent 25 to 30 from Eckler is what is part of what makes Eric's team so strong, right? So if he loses him, Tough to replace, especially with like Najee looking weird and slow. And Najee had a, had a tough matchup against the Niners, but um, you know Cleveland's not they like a pushover either. So um, I I like the call. I like the confidence in giving it to Jimbo. I'm not as confident, but I can definitely see it happening, um, especially when we get. Etienne in a plus matchup against the the Chiefs. We get um, Jim's boy and your guy, Zay Flowers, looking like probably the top receiver target for for the Ravens. So there's there's a lot to like 
on Jim's side. And if, if Burrow and Chase have a dud again, or even they just have a middle of the, of the, of the road game, um, your white knight call is going to look really, really good. Well, it better happen. Jim, make it happen. Make it happen, baby. Let's go to our number seven ranked defense wins championships team, South Dakota Buffalo, versus someone we took a lot of time talking about, Sawyer Payton, Ben's team at number nine. And with Ben, I guess he wasn't having, he didn't have those guys anyway, but I'm looking to decimate his team. Maybe some more moves come in. Um, Matt coming off of a, a low output game, but I think his players are going to bounce back. I think, Sneak, if you feel that crisp air uh, on the fall winds coming, I think there's something else coming with them. And it looks like mm-hmm. it's shaping up to be this week two edition of the Blowout of the Week. This coming, Sneak Blowout of the Week. Blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go. This week's edition of Blowout of the Week. (laughs) I did feel a little change in the fall crisp air, and I wondered if that's what it was. I I I I was curious. Said, is that is that the blowout of the week wind? And it it was. You you were right on the money there. This one's going to be tough. I think Matt's going to get the win, but it's also going to be tough for him to blow out uh, the team with the Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley stack. Again, in that Chiefs-Jags game, that should be pretty high scoring. But Ben doesn't have much else. He's relying on um, DJ Moore and Cole Komet as primary pass catchers. And, you know, as much as we hoped it for Justin Fields, uh, that first game was not very promising. For, for the passing attack and for those two specifically. So we'll, we'll see if, if that changes, if that does get better. But, you know, don't, don't anticipate a lot of points coming from those two on Ben's side. Uh, looks like he's still sticking with Paris Campbell, who had less than a point last week in the flex spot. So, again, if Matt gets kind of a better game from Ramondre and Jamal Williams, which I would expect, um, Herbert should bounce back. Devontae should bounce back. Like Matt should have a much better week. Goddard should definitely bounce back. Um, and he should comfortably blow out Ben's team. For sure. It's uh it's interesting to see that he's playing Allen Robinson, the potential number one target in Pittsburgh, because George Pickens is wasn't well, I mean, I guess he's probably gonna be even with Allen Robinson unless something crazy happens there. Funny to see Allen Robinson on a starting lineup again after the tumultuous last couple of years that he's had. But if he's got a five to seven catch game in him every day or every week with 60, 70 yards, I mean, that's a playable receiver. So that's a flex. Yeah, I, he should. Uh, again, with Deontay being out, you know, he'll very likely be one of, if not the target leader. So, yeah. I think uh, Devontae Adams should definitely have a bounce back game or at least score a touchdown to really bolster those receptions and yards numbers. And Ramondre has got such a high floor that if he gets a touchdown or two, that that's a 25 point uh, running back there. And Herbert's always liable. Uh, Ben is relying on the Lawrence Ridley stack and probably some sort of long touchdown from DJ Moore to make things interesting. But yeah, this is the blood of the week. Matt gets his blowout of the week. He gets his win. He gets his first win after being uh, on hiatus. And uh, this team looks to, you know what? Matt's always in the running to make trades and make moves. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I expect there to probably be a move made on his side at some point this year. If he sees himself somewhere in the middle of the pack and feeling like he needs a piece or two, don't know his pick situation, which seems to be the only enticement for trades if you're going to get anybody that's going to move needles for you. So that's another team to watch to maybe trump the trade that we just saw. I'm probably not going to be as as fanatical as like in your face, but 
Uh, Matt's never one shy to do that. But anyway, blowout of the week. Ben gets his loss, which it appears he's trying to go for now to tool up for 24. And that's that matchup. And let's wrap it up here with a super fun matchup of Doug, our number 10 ranked team, versus Doug's team at number eight, NBA greater than NFL. Shneek, what a name change from you. <laughs> what a name change. Trying to get a little uh, in your head about it. Uh, Doug probably didn't even notice. Uh, but, yeah, I've got to pull out all the stops. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Is Doug's team better than what we gave him credit for? He lost week one. Uh, but he should potentially bounce back. But should, it's not you know going to happen. It's not going to happen because – it's not with gonna a, happen. With a ten versus an eight, we're we're going back to the well. Sneak for the second time in a row. You are the upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it feels good to be the upset of the week this week. I. Uh, apologize that I jumped all over you last week and tried to take your uh, try to take your crown, try to take your spotlight. Uh, Should have never done that, but it was week one. It's Scum and Sneak Show. But I'll take the upset of the week this this week. Number ten over number eight. If I get a touchdown or two from my young guys, it should happen. Uh, Justin Fields is probably gonna do hopefully a little bit better if Aaron Jones is a, is somewhat limited maybe AJ Dillon falls into the end zone mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. my floor and my ceiling are closer with uh Brian Robinscum if I will big Brian <laughs> I like him as basically my number one running back I'm toying with the idea of playing Roshan here I'm toying with the idea I don't know how I get him in there I probably have to bench Pickens Against Cleveland, it probably wouldn't be the worst Monday night. Uh, it could very well be another defensive showing and another dud from the Pittsburgh offense. Uh, but, but, you know, Doug doesn't get 49 points from Tua, and that's really the only person, Tua and Henry, they're really the only guys I'm really afraid of on his team. So I'm taking the upset to the bank, and I'm getting my first win of the year. I love it. I'm excited for you. I think there's going to be <clears throat> some things that we talk about specifically that also lead to this upset. But, um, you know, I just think you you were down on yourself and your quarterback play specifically. But I think everyone that you have is in line for better days. Uh, Dak and, and Daniel Jones in that matchup, neither will. Daniel Jones couldn't do anything against the Cowboys defense and Dak did not have to do anything. So, you know, I think if you start uh, wavering on fields this week, you have options that, that should be better. And fields, you know, he'll run more probably. I think uh, that's just what they're going to start to look to do. They're going to design more runs for him. If the passing isn't there and that's good for fantasy, you know, maybe it's not good for the bears, but that's how they're going to have to move the ball. It seems like. So I think all all three of those quarterbacks that you're, that you're not currently super excited for will look better. And then I, I think um, London and Pickens and JSN are all going to be better too. They had slow week ones, but um, I see you put Jackson in now, which I think is a good move. He's another going to be another week removed from the uh, wrist injury. So Hands should be stronger, and it's a good matchup against the Lions. They're going to need to pass and score. So your team, your the arrow for your team is pointing up, and that's going to lead to the upset of the week. We're going up, baby. All right, let's – we're going a little long here, so let's go ahead and go into our hopes and dopes for the week. Bad start to the season for Scum. I'm 0-2. Missed big time on the Marvin Mims hope call. Now that one hurt uh, in a lot of ways, and also missed on doping Devonta Smith, who scored a touchdown and was good for Ben and helped him win. Uh, you went one and one on yours hope call of Big Bry. Obviously, 
That was good. Big Brian had a touchdown reception, too. Oh, my gosh. The big surprises of the week. And then you had a dope call on Nick Chubb. He didn't have a great game, but he still was was good. So um, Houston at one-on-one, still still good, though. Um, Let me go first and try to get get in the win column for this year on Hopes and Dopes. I'm going to start with our our mini upset of the week that we had uh, of Jim over Eric. And Jim, I think your hope this week is Traylon Burks. You took him out of the starting lineup for now. It looks like he had a ho-hum game, I think like two catches or something. But the thing is, He's playing the Chargers this week, and as much as I love the team, they are idiots, and that defense is a mess, and I hate Brandon Staley. So Tyreek, just as, as the big play guy, you know, as the premier big play guy in the league, just caught for 200 yards. Uh, Burks is the big play guy for the Titans more so than DeAndre Hopkins, so I think he's going to get some extra work this week. He's probably going to catch a long touchdown or have at least some long plays. So let's put Traylon back in the starting lineup. He's going to hope this week and help you to be there. I I can I wholeheartedly disagree with you on this one, Scum. I have to. I am so sorry, but Traylon Burks is just not good. Does not get the opportunities. Four points last week. Be lucky if he gets four points every week. Uh, so I'm I'm just against you on this one, just flat out. I think you won or burned because you traded him away. And two, you don't realize how bad the Chargers are at stopping things from happening. <laughs> I don't realize that. I don't, but uh we'll we'll see. We'll both come to come somewhere after week two about it. We'll come somewhere. And then uh, my dope <laughs> this week uh, is in the is in the main upset of the week on Doug's team, and it's Debo Samuel. And this one's more so just the fact that, one, I know the Rams, you know, look good and, and they're coming off of a win, but I think they're going to get rolled by the Niners. And Debo's not just, he's not going to have to do anything. Probably going to jump to an early lead. Brock Purdy seems to favor Brandon Ayuk at this point. So, you know, early Ayuk, early Christian McCaffrey. And then it's bring in Elijah Mitchell, bring in, I don't know, Jordan Mason, Tyrion Davis Price, whoever is on their roster right now as, as the backup running backs. Run clock, Debo, relax. We need you for the stretch run. You get hurt every time we give you the ball. So I think it's just going to be, um, you know, a couple receptions, maybe a rush or two for Debo, but that game will get out of hand and they won't need to do anything with him. So, with him, so. dope Debo Samuel. I appreciate it. I'm going to get the upset. I need all of those guys to not play up to potential and snuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you on this one. I'm back to I'm back to agreeing with you, Scum. All right, there we go. One out, one out of two. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Well, I had already got my hopes and dopes locked in, so I'm not going to change now. And I'm going into the Ernie and Jembo matchup. It's, mm. in my opinion, probably the biggest matchup this week. Uh, I we're just this is the Jimbo, the Jambo, the Jumbo episode. And I'm putting him out there as our white knight defeating of Ernie. So my hope this week, and give Jim his flowers. It's Zay Flowers. I have to do it. It's all just perfect. Zay Flowers had an amazing target share. I know Mark Andrews was out, but he had, what, nine catches or something, whatever it was for, you know, not the biggest amount of yards. But if there's a touchdown in there, it's even more glorious and better and even with mark andrews back maybe it opens up a bomb or some sort of wheel route or something to get zay deeper on the field with some open space so he is my hope this week to come out capitalize and improve on what he already did week one and i'm expecting mid 20 point score for zay uh this week score to help jimbo get this win yeah, no, I, I like the call. The The big concern is if Andrews does come back and dominates the targets, but I I was lower on Zay Flowers than the other wide receiver in this, in this class, but um, I think I'm coming around on that. I, you know, I needed to give him more credit because he looked really good, and I like that hope call. 
especially the big proclamation of 20 points. My dope call, I was going to go with Eckler on Ernie's side, mm -hmm. but it looks like he's got a questionable tag. looks like he's got some ankle going on. And you mentioned it earlier when we were talking matchups. Eckler's always got the potential to go off 25, 30, 35 points. So if he doesn't do that, give Jimbo the bigger chance of making this win. But with the questionable and the injury, I'm not going to do it here. And I'm going to go into Amon Ross St. Brown for the dope wow. call this week. Something in my brain tells me I just I'm not a fan of this guy. And if Seattle, with their secondary being what it's better than what it played last week, if they right. hone in and zone in on St. Brown and just let the Lions try to throw to somebody else or focus on the run or whatever it is, that's going to lead to Amon Ra being a dope this week. I call that he barely scratches 11 points, which has got to be a dope for uh, a number one receiver. Now, not. Ernie's number one receiver with Jefferson and Chase, but with that dope call, he's barely scratching double digits. Seattle's going to game plan towards him, and this is one of the reasons Jimbo wins. So that's my dope. I'm in raw. Man, two weeks in a row, you're trying to dope one of my Snake League guys. Uh, I don't know. This feels a little personal, but <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with you on that one. I'm high on Amon raw, obviously. I think too. I don't, I don't know how, or, you know, you said the Seahawks secondary is better than they played. Are they? Because like with Tyler Algier, we're, we're coming up on a guy who has a lot of historical scum and sneak hate. Tutu Atwell, he had like six for 100. Well, you, can't, you can't be a good secondary if you let that happen with a little Tutu. Yeah, so I, um, I don't think Amon Ra will dope, but I guess we'll, we'll see. You've got... Amon Ra and Trey Lawn hate were disagreeing on them. I'm trying to find a crumble bet in there, but I don't think it works. This it isn't works. the this isn't the the crumble bet. Uh -uh, this not this one. Bet. We'll not find a good one. We'll find right, a good right. one. But anyway, those are our hopes and dopes this week. A lot of a lot of jumbo focus, but you know, our our hopes and dreams are riding on you, Jim. So don't let us down. Don't let us down. Uh, let's wrap it up here with America's favorite segment. Scum and Sneak at the Thursday night game. Wrong. Ah, uh, yes. We got it right last week. We both called the Lions to win. So that was fun. Uh, this week, we've got the Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles on Amazon Prime. Primetime Kirk um, does not have a good track record. Do you think that continues? Uh, it does continue. They week two last year, or they played each other week two or something. Yeah, uh, I think last year, and the Eagles won. Uh, so the Eagles are going to win again. Uh, whether it's a big offensive outputting or defense or whatever it may be, the team is very well rounded. Say the Eagles get this win, twenty-two to eighteen. Yeah, I'm gonna lean Eagles too. They're at home. They're good. You know, they uh, kind of let down, I would say, against the, the Pats last week. Like, they almost gave that game up. So they're probably going to be looking at, you know, we need to kind of clean things up, get right here. So I think they win somewhat handily 27 to 20. There you have it. And that's the week two episode, guys. It's great to be back. We tangented big time this week. So let us know about all that. What you think about the the dark Brandon conspiracy, the uh, the cheese draft. What else did we do? What, what, whatever else we did. I want to hear about it and hope you guys have a good week too. Yep. Have a good week too. Give us your thoughts and opinions on this episode. And let's all just continue to think and dwell on and just, don't forget that there are some there's some darkness potentially going on in this league, and it very well could be the start of something that we aren't prepared for. So once again, love y'all. Thank you, and I'll catch you on the flippity flop. Bye.
I'll lead you to it. Trust me. Take my hand. 